welcome, 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 welcome to the What's Next podcast with Dave and Blair. We are back live, face-to-face, in person. In a room full of our fans. Spinning fans. <laughs> yeah, baby. We don't need live fans because they don't keep us cool like the spinning fans. <laughs> no. They, uh, they do text and call, and we're finally going to give the people what they want, Dave. That's we're going to give them the top five albums. The top five albums are here, but first of all, let me mention... Our new sponsor, our good friends from Rockdale, Texas, Seven Bar Barbecue. Folks, if you're traveling through Central Texas, Seven Bar Barbecue is the stop you need to make. You need to make that stop on Friday and Saturday because that's the only two damn days that are open. <laughs> yeah. But, but if you want some barbecue and it's a Friday or a Saturday, give them a try. He's been selling out by 1230, so you better get your ass up there early, too. It is solid. And these new hats that are on the way that they're going to send us are Perfect. I mean, they're going to oh. go great. They're black. They, they'll match our shirts. Nice. It's going to be awesome. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Our good friend Braden, his new business venture, taking all that he learned when he was uh, running the pit at Brett's Barbecue. Yep. And now he's struck out on his own. Running his own show. He gets to stay up late on behalf of himself now. And Yeah, exactly. And sweating it. To the 100-degree heat, but uh, they yeah. do have shade, I understand, yeah, while you stand in line. Their first two opening weekends were two of the hottest weekends in the history of Texas. And he's still sold out, so and it's still good. still sold out. So, folks, go see them in Rockdale, Texas. All right. So, Dave, we got to get into the meat of it. And the first thing I think we need to probably figure out is how did we come up with this list? Because people are going to want to know, why should we get to determine the top five albums? Yeah. What, one of our many eight fans asked me, how are you coming up with your, your list? Right. And I was like, well, it's very hard because now, for the most part, you're on Spotify, or iTunes, or however you consume your music. We will gladly be sponsored by either one of those fine <laughs> corporations. <laughs> right. But... It's it's greatest hits or it's lists. Yep. Right. They'll take the top songs off of eighteen albums mm-hmm. and put them all in a row. Yeah. You can learn to love Metallica, and then you put on a Metallica album, and you're like, I haven't heard any of these songs before. Yeah. It everything is a greatest hits mentality. So what we're doing here, this is albums. And as far as I'm concerned, the album had to be released in my lifetime. Okay. Uh, so. No Sergeant Peppers or anything like that in, in my list. I was very close. Uh, I also wanted the album to be as relatable to me in my life now as it was when I first heard it. Okay. So a lot of albums that I loved but then fell away from listening to it. For instance, Garth Brooks. He's not on Spotify. Daddy don't listen to Garth Brooks anymore. Yeah. Uh, also, I want this to be a no-skip album. I want no dogs on these albums i want every song hop in and you're super happy where you're at okay i had to go before i was born because the greatest band of all time put out the album of my favorite album of theirs is before i was born but everybody else i was born okay i realized that most of what i listened to on a regular basis was stuff that i'd never listened to until i got to an age where radio sucked for me so that was really interesting. I was like, <laughs> right. I didn't listen to any of this. I don't like radio school. anymore. Yeah, so when radio sucked, I kind of went back and found other things. But uh, 100% own all of these on vinyl, have listened to them from beginning to end, both sides on vinyl. Um, it's a great list. 
I have one album I never, ever would have found if it wasn't for my teenage daughter at the time. Okay. And it admittedly, uh, it appeals to the snob in me. Yep. Because it's the album that they released before they were big stars. Okay. So it was the album that uh, I think is their best, uh, but it's not their big album. You- I had to take out an album because you made me feel emotionally dead inside because <laughs> none of these songs meant anything to me. Right. And it didn't. I didn't punch my pillow. I didn't crack a tear. Didn't jump what, on your bed and sing into your I brush. I didn't take a knee to <laughs> Stacy while listening to any of these. Um, I did change one because I'm not totally emotionally dead, and we'll get to that later. Well, you also took I a am live dead. album off of your list. Yeah, I am emotionally dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do have a feeling. I'm not quite dead yet. Yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we're going to get started with my number five album, and maybe the best way to intro this is to put it pretty darn close to the intro. Who doesn't recognize that? Excellent, excellent tune. So the Killers in 2004, their debut album, Hot Fuss. Absolute banger from end to end, and it begins with Jenny was a friend of mine. 2004 was a time when I was in my radio dead period. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We were new parents. Yep. And um, I was living back in Texas. I had just got back. Just got back after uh, Arizona and Florida. And uh, I have still never seen The Killers live. I have not either. And I've heard they're great live. I love this album. Dude, tip <clears throat> to Stern. My favorite song on the album is actually their second one. Little Mr. Brightside. Yep. Look at the great Brandon Flowers there. This was on my running playlist. Oh, it's a great running list, yeah. For when I when we were running half marathons back then and marathons. Yep. So, in fact, when you said, Blair, what year did it come out? I go, I don't know. I, but it came out when I lived in Florida, and I was wrong. You but wrong. I remember running to it yeah. uh, in Florida. So I must have been back visiting Jay's sister. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I had this uh, memory of going around the Gulf on that parkway that goes la- loops around yeah. uh, Tampa Bay. And uh, great album, but boy, there's not a slow one in sight. I mean, each one more powerful than the last. And at the end, they get like a little bit like uh, after the party happens, you okay. know. And, you know, if you stay long enough at a party, all the people kind of leave. And it's just you and the best buddies hanging out around yeah. the campfire. I don't ever leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before you crawl into bed. But, uh, but the Killers, that is my favorite album of theirs but okay. that they have sustained greatness they really have they're still great yep i learned of the killers from the video game guitar hero oh really mr brightside <laughs> was on guitar hero well, who knew the um now we're gonna take a hard left turn and go to your number five album all right is there a song that you want me to start with uh Because we're going to go from rock and roll to country. Yeah, number two. All right. See if anyone recognizes this one. Won't you give me something? 
Everybody that listens to our podcast has heard this song. <laughs> All 71 of y'all. <laughs> the Turnpike Troubadours 2017 album, to tr- A to Long Way From Your Heart. To prove that I'm not emotionally, musically dead, this was the song that helped uh, Taylor and I get through COVID. Oh, really? So this was, it was new work. Came out in 2017. So mm-hmm. I had new of it. They had another album that I mainly listened to that I actually learned from some kids at Tailgate. Okay. And they used to play a couple of songs uh, from their earlier albums. And I found this album, and I just caught myself listening to it from beginning to end. Never hit skip. Yeah, so that that would be the definition of a no-skip album right there. I'm going to have to put this on my listening. Uh, I am unfamiliar with the Turnpike Troubadours. So Turnpike Troubadours came out of the box pretty hot. Mainly a college band. Okay. Um, so Fletcher Watts turned me on to him and his crew over there. Uh-huh. Um, we listened to him at Tailgate, and I was like, God, I love these guys. They're so good. And then I started listening to them more and more, and during COVID, I went back and started listening to their other stuff because there was nothing new coming out, obviously. <laughs> right. And right after COVID, they were getting so much radio play, but the lead singer, after having an affair with Miranda Lambert, Ooh. Went off the deep end with vodka and cocaine. Yeah, a little one-two so punch. Th- so they couldn't tour. <laughs> they toured like maybe six months after COVID and then nothing. So when they came back out in 2022, tickets were like $550. So they went from $1,750 to get in the door <laughs> to $700 to get in the door. Jeez. So that was a big boon for them. So No kidding. I- the... Uh- they do have a song name on here. And right. You said it's no skip, so I'm just going to move to All it. Right. But I like anything that you make up a word. And you've heard you can't unring that bell. Yes. Well, this song is called Unrung. Yeah. I'm like a good FM DJ, that man. That is pretty just good. Flew I mean, right into that. I think they call that hitting your mark. <laughs> yeah, this song is about once you find the woman that you truly love, then... You can't go back and unhear it, unsee it, unlive it. That yeah. bell can't be unrung. I gotcha. I mean, they're very deep. It sounds like And it. you can drink beer to it. Well, you can drink beer to all these albums, Dave, and we're going to prove it. So we saw <laughs> the, we saw these guys before the pandemic out at the uh, Texas Food Truck Championship out in Graham. Oh, boy, when they used to play little gigs. And huh? then when they, they, and they went. You know, he was in rehab, so they didn't tour, didn't tour, didn't tour. Saw them again in Montana, and they came off the stage on fire. It was an awesome show. And I'm a sucker for any song that has my birth state in it. We got Oklahoma Stars. Is that any good? They're all good, brother. No skip album. It was a trick question. So... With Turnpike Troubadours, are they Texan? Where are they from? They're from Oklahoma. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, play here all the time, obviously. Uh, they're a six-piece band. Uh, a lot of their songs are more upbeat, so just shorter rock and roll. Right. But they play some nice ballads as well. Oklahoma with Zach Bryan, Turnpike Troubadours, that guy who does You Be the Honey, I'll Be the Bee, or uh-huh. whatever the hell that is. Yeah. <laughs> Stoney LaRue. <laughs> no, the guy's on uh, that TV show. He married uh, married the rock star. Oh, Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. There you go. Uh, let's don't 
mention his. We just mentioned two excellent bands. <laughs> you bring up now Gwen Stefani. She's awesome. She is awesome. Blake not awesome. Now, big surprise, but as we go to my number four album, we're going to have a little bit of change in the beat here. Okay. But I would argue, I'm going to guess your number four is Paul Simon. Oh no. Uh, although I did tell you that I'm driving back from St. Louis to get here. I did listen to Paul Simon's Graceland album, and that's a no-skip album. That was really good. I'd forgotten how good that was. However, it didn't fall into my criteria because it's not just as meaningful. Uh, I didn't didn't keep listening to it all the years. I listened to it a lot when it came out, Gotcha. and then I just picked it up last week. But arguably, I'm going to tell you right now, the first song of this album, the number four greatest album of all time, maybe if you were to travel to any country in the world and play a song, Yep. Your best chance to get everyone bebopping and impossible to be in a bad mood. Yep. You just can't be in a bad mood listening to this song. 350 channels on XM Radio. At any given time, this song is on one of them. (laughs) Yeah. The voice himself, Steve Perry. And he took a call right in the middle of the song. <laughs> well, that wasn't a very deep <laughs> FM DJ of me. But um, the album is called Escape. came out in 1981. I had just moved to Abilene, Texas. Yes, you had. And I remember going up to that little movie theater yep. that was in our neighborhood, the Radford, Radford Hills, Hills Cinema, Cinema, playing video games and rocking this in my little tape. Walkman, yeah. walking up to the cinema. You are actually at the Silver Shooter playing video games. Oh, I was at the Silver Shooter. There were no video games at the movie theater. <laughs> That's right. Two doors down, the Silver, the Silver Shooter. Shooter. Listen to that guitar. For three ninety nine, you could get a drink, fries, and a hamburger. Take your other dollar and play Pac-Man, Asteroids, Journey. They had their video game. Yeah. I was like, what? What? The Journey video game. That's right. So with this album, I I didn't realize how ubiquitous it was until Fletcher watched. Second time mentioned, by the way, okay. in the podcast. Yeah, that is. Fletcher, his first week at Texas A&M, Don and I went down there, took him out to dinner. All right. Of course, where do you think we went? Not the chicken. or the, uh, He only have one other option. Uh, wings and more. We did take him to Wings and more. That is correct. Uh, I thought they wouldn't cart him since he was with two old people, but they did. You were wrong. Alas, he did not get yeah. to drink cold beer. But we did go to see Roger Crager, and Roger was playing at Hurricane Harry's. Yes. And he opened with that song. And when just the guitar hit, Everyone was going crazy, yeah, and I was like, oh, I didn't know all these 18-year-olds knew th- oh, yeah. this music. TikTok. Yeah, well, it was way before TikTok. He's almost 30 now. Well, now TikTok, they all know it, too. Yeah, no, this one has gone across all the generations. Not my gig. You're not a Journey guy? Not a Journey guy. Never turn it off, because Stacy always bobs her head to it. But. <laughs> right. Not my, I mean, not my thing. It was always whoever I was skating with at the rink's favorite song or whoever I was dating at the time, they always loved them some Journey. So I just assume it was a chick album. Well, it definitely is a chick okay. album. And so, so 
that's I don't, part of the fun. I don't not like it. <laughs> you like chicks. I like chicks. You're, you're raising one. And I like all the songs. I mean, there's not a bad song on the album. No, it, it's hit after hit after hit. So that is, by the way, also my oldest album. So 1981 goes the furthest back in my top five. Okay. So this is my, if you're looking for... Will Blair have some old bangers? Uh, the answer is <laughs> 1981 is the depth of my love. Now, Dave, I did invite some guest passes. Uh-oh. And I, I asked some of our fans what their top five albums were. So you put out a survey. Of all time. And did, you, did you use Survey Monkey? <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, unfortunately, with our 62 fans, uh, I have most of them <laughs> programmed into my phone. Damn it, we lost eight more fans. <laughs> so my dad could not uh, break down by album. Okay. So he broke down by artist. And I tried to guess his. You did. And I, I guessed the ones that we stole from him. So Big Fee okay. was Beach Boys, Buddy Holly, Neil Diamond, Roy Orbison, Stevie Ray, and ZZ Top. I said, Dad, I only asked for five, yeah. and I wanted albums. And he says, well, I can't remember albums. Greatest hits for all of them. Yeah, okay. Now, old Morgo. Uh-oh. Morgo herself. Uh, so what that, do you think a 22-year-old? I guarantee three of them are death and destruction and punch your pillow and my parents suck. All of them. All of them are. are. <laughs> That's why I love Morgan. There's She's not a feel-good song. <laughs> There's not a feel-good <laughs> song in the mix. <laughs> There's not a Harry Belafonte in there. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'll save Morgan's for another time. But yeah. uh, the last one is going to be Lee Lewis, former guest, and also the, uh, the launching pad. The launcher. Of our NFL correspondent. Yes. And with no further ado, ado Lee Lewis's top five albums. Number five. George Strait. No. He's rock all rock all oh, the time. Oh, no George Strait? Pink Floyd, The Wall. Okay. Says this is tough because Dark Side of the Moon is great. But The Wall's a double album with more great songs. So, oh, you know, he's going for, like, quantity. Uh -huh. Number four, Van Halen 5150. The third best Van Halen he album. He says this is a really hard one because one of their first self-titled album is a banger, to use your words, Blair. Um, and Ice Cream Man is even awesome. But when they became Van Hagar, sheesh, set the world on fire. But that was a great album. Okay. Then it, it was, he gives us a tie uh, between Boston and Boston and Third Stage. Either fantastic. He saw them at Texas Jam 1985. So big Boston fan. Yes. Now, this is the same list that Brooke would give us. Number two, well, number two Guns N' Roses. <laughs> but look at, oh, no, Brooke wouldn't give us Guns N' Roses. Look at this. He pulls up a switch. And again, he stays true to his criteria. Uh, okay. He chooses Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 because you get more songs. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a Costco guy. And he, Definitely. Said, and he said, I'm not a Texan if I don't pick that little old band from Texas. So ZZ he's going Top. with the Eliminator and the Afterburner from ZZ Top. So All right. there's a few uh, celebrity I guests like there. I like it. So now as we go to your number four song or number four album of all time, yep. uh, I realize, Dave, I said Turnpike 
was your number four. No, uh, you I said, said my number I five. said it was your yeah, number you five. I was backwards. wrong. Okay. So, officially at the number five slot. I was trying to figure out how Unrung was on Damn the Torpedoes. <laughs> yeah, I was very confused, but I just rolled with it. Is the great Tom Petty. Now, here's a little thing for you. I got a hot sport opinion about this Damn right. the Torpedoes. I think it's his third best album. Okay. That's your opinion. Oh, of course. but uh, And you like rap. <laughs> I do. I like rap quite a bit, right, actually. So, just want to get that out there. The um, Running Down Dream and all of those songs, you know, you got that, that album. The MTV album. Yeah, the MTV album. And then I this also like Wildflowers. Okay, I like both of those. I'm pretty sure. But his best songs are on this I'm album. I'm pretty sure that we stole the cassette and or CD out of Big Phil's collection, which was the greatest. All right. Now my number five, which you plays as number four when you look at your list. I uh, redid your list, Dave. Uh, this is better I like than. It. I like it. I can roll with it. This is Tom Petty, Damn the Torpedoes. This song always makes me think of uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High for some reason. I, I wonder if it's on the soundtrack. I think it is. As soon as I, I heard it, it, I was is. like, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Tom Petty was very difficult for me because we grew up MTV generation, and he had all those songs on MTV. I went back and found this album and listened to it in my car, and I was like, oh, this is way better. I love all those MTV songs, but this is a great, great album. You say this is your number three Number three. Album? That's how good Tom Petty is. Okay. And you and I have seen him live, by the way. Excellent, excellent concert. We had a good time. Um, that might have been the first time that uh, Stacy got to hang out with Dawn, maybe. Uh, yeah. But um, play song number two, and I think it may change your mind. I mean, here comes my girl. It's Dude, solid. Think about this start to an album. Starts off with Refugee. Right. It goes right into Here Comes My Girl and then Even the Losers. I mean, that's solid. Those are three solid, like solid Mount work. Rushmore yeah. rock and roll anthems. I always like I always like Tom Petty because it's rock and roll. It's not pop. It's not I don't think it's classic rock. I don't think it's it doesn't fall into any of those other categories. It's just rock and roll. Right. His guitar player is amazing. He's an amazing guitar player. From Gainesville, Florida. Yeah. He has a great documentary. He talks about all of that. It is good. And he is one of the few people that can play the 12-string guitar and not look like a moron. I mean, it looks like a regular guitar. And he took the same exit off the stage as Prince and the drummer from Foo Fighters. Yep. And uh, surely he'll just did. a couple too many drugs on the wrong night. Yeah. So the great Tom Petty, we saw him in concert. I've seen Petty Theft, the tribute band to him. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them in Grapevine. <laughs> <laughs> They're very entertaining. Um, but when you talk about an entire album, when you... When you can work in a country song on a rock and roll album, such as this one, Louisiana Rain, Louisiana Rain, it kind of reminds me of an almost an Elvis sound, where he works in a country with you know on every album with Elvis he has either a gospel or a country song. Right. I mean, 
a lot of his albums were terrible, but <laughs> on his good albums, <laughs> not the movie gal. But he had that hip shake, Dave. <laughs> he did have the hip shake. Yeah, the um, I think if you're going to look at a sustained career, yeah, album after album after album, yep, it's hard to come up with anyone more prolific than Tom Petty. Because what year did we see him? It oh, had to be 2005, 2000. No, hold on, I met no, no, no. It was later than that. I met Dawn and and uh, in 2007. So well, she wasn't there. And, yeah, no. So we would have seen him in 2009 or something like that. Because me, you, Don, we ate at that blue steakhouse that was right out front of American Airlines Center back in the day. And the lady behind us said, yeah. y'all are so cute, I just want to bash your heads together. No, I had my agency. So it had to be, yeah, you're right. It had to be eight. Yeah, 2008. Because I was all stressed out, had a beard, was fat. <laughs> I remember that for, uh, for the great... Um, three-word Robert Earl King uh, concert. That one, too. You looked Ooh. like Paul Bunyan. You were like, oh, my Lord, dude. Yeah. Have you been watching... You're, you're uh, doing well. Have you been you? watching Hard Knocks? Yes. Dude, I've fallen in love with Aaron Rodgers. When uh, he sees his old assistant coach, he walks up and he goes, you're fat! <laughs> you told me you'd be down in weight. You're fat! <laughs> it's like, that's a friend for you. Just calls Boy. you right out. There is no doubt that Aaron Rodgers said, I'm going to play this Hard Knocks right into a booth <laughs> at NBC, CBS, no or Fox. I will be calling games. The second I'm done with this game, I will be in the booth. Make sure to tell everyone uh, how smart I am. And, uh, and then, hey, Troy, Joe, I'm, I'm number three with y'all. He's, he's already better than Collingsworth. <laughs> So Tom Petty had amazing music. He was an amazing musician. Uh, he played with Stevie Nicks. Yeah. He dated got, Stevie Nicks. He's got a great song with Stevie. Stevie Nicks is hot. Mm-hmm. That came out in the documentary. She's still kind of hot. I know. So, very cool. Well, well I that came out in the year of our Lord, 1979. So I was alive. So both of mine, so far, I was alive. Yep. So you're going to tease up the fact that we get one oldie. Yep. And it's your favorite. One so close. I think if you listen to the podcast, you probably could figure it out. Yeah. And also, like Tom Petty, they sustained a career over years yeah. and decades. And I think all four of those albums, very worthy. Unlike the Rolling Stone top ten that we read. <laughs> yeah. Some just ridiculous It stuff. did inspire this uh, episode, though. But it did. We'll be back with our top three. Thanks again to Seven Bar Barbecue in Rockdale, Texas. Yeah. We appreciate sending us the hats. This is great. And it's the only place I know where you can get Doc's Boudin. Doc's Boudin is available in the trailer if you're early. Perfect. We'll see you guys later.